0: Heading off to college after high school is, let's face it, a huge adventure in and of itself. But when a student leaves their family and the home they've lived in for 17 or 18 years to attend college in a completely different city, state, or even country, it is a genuine life event. Without question, the college experience is multifaceted. Sure, it's about meeting new people, and it's about learning new things, and for most, It's about chasing down a degree, but it's also about learning more about ourselves and about experiencing a new sense of independence. And this is why I am a huge advocate for putting more than a few miles of separation between home and your college of choice. Now, don't get me wrong. You can get a perfectly good education 30 miles down the road, but there is something pretty uniquely wonderful about plopping yourself down in a completely new environment and really creating something of your own without any of the familiarity of your home or near home surroundings. Now at bare minimum, I really encourage you to at least consider this idea. And I'll go one step further before we take a closer look at a case study of a student who's chosen college more than a few clicks from home. So beyond just considering the distance factor, I always like to encourage students to take a look at switching up their environment too. So If you've grown up in a small town, it's great to at least consider a school that's in a more densely populated area. Again, if college is about self-discovery, and to a very large extent it is, then you'll learn far more about yourself by inserting yourself in new circumstances and unfamiliar places, new surroundings. Surprisingly, it really doesn't take long for us to acclimate to new places, people, or challenges. As human beings, we are remarkably adaptable. Now, students I've known who've grown up in rural communities and who chose to go to college several states beyond the borders of their own aren't typically any smarter or any more hardworking than the kids who chose to stay closer to home. But they did have an opportunity to see a world beyond their own. And that can create a perspective that I think has real value. Now, we've also known students who've studied abroad either as part of a program offered through their U.S.-based school or as an entire degreed program offered by a school based in a country other than the United States. Let's talk, for example, about Maggie. Now, Maggie is an impressive young woman who was homeschooled all the way through high school and who attended the University of Evansville in Evansville, Indiana. She graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree in Archaeology with a Gender and Women's Studies minor, But that's only part of Maggie's truly fascinating story. Through her undergrad program, she had several opportunities to study abroad, and she took full advantage of all of them. First, she spent some time doing field archaeology in Israel, and then spent her junior year at the university's sister school, Harlixton College, which is located in a 100-room Victorian manor in Grantham, England. This hardworking young woman graduated with honors from the University of Evansville and then applied for her graduate studies in archaeology at the wonderfully celebrated and quite old University of Cambridge in England. There may have been none more surprised than Maggie when she was accepted. She studied alongside 1,200 other scholars and fellows at Trinity College in University of Cambridge, people from very different places and socioeconomic strata than her own. The founding of this college, by King Henry VIII, no less, predates that of the oldest American college by nearly a 100 years. I know the things Maggie experienced at Harlexton in Israel, and in Cambridge changed this young woman. I know the international opportunity she leveraged with her attendance at Cambridge put her in proximity to hundreds of young, bright, motivated scholars, as well as a culture that not only enabled her to see her world and her own country through different sets of eyes, not only her own, but those of her fellow students. And I know that ultimately, she will put her Master's of Philosophy degree with a specialization in medieval archaeology to impressive use somewhere in the world. That's just who Maggie is. But there's something else about Maggie that you should know. Something you might not expect. She wasn't perfectly confident in her ability to do any of this. In fact, she wasn't sure at all that she'd even be able to leave home for college. She fought through very nearly debilitating OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, to bring her academic vision into focus. It was uncertain, even on the eve of her departure for the University of Evansville, whether or not she could quell the noisy tics and anxiety they surely generated for her, competing for attention from her capable mind. You might imagine her in the passenger seat of her mother's car, doing her best to manage the mounting concern, counting each passing mile marker in the journey through southern Illinois en route to Evansville. She was more than academically prepared, having taken college composition and history courses at her local community college, but this giant X factor hung over her head like a guillotine the not knowing how she would adapt well beyond an uber ride from home or at least an uber ride that the typical college student was likely to be able to afford but she did it not only that but she became an outspoken advocate for things that matter to her and that she saw matter to others while on campus as an undergrad with each day she became more comfortably settled than the day before, the ticks all but vanished, and that resulted in harvestable confidence that Maggie applied to the next step in her journey, Israel. The experience was everything she'd hoped for, but nothing that quite resembled Evansville. Again, she adapted and overcame. With each step, she acquired new tools, almost as if custom milled for the next challenge, and then she launched herself into this rarefied realm of legendary academia. No place like it. Not Harvard, not Yale, not Oxford, not the University of Evansville. Here they drive on the other side of the road. Waitstaff is paid well enough that grotesque tips are not the norm. There are a thousand dialects of the same language, and there are Range Rovers with actual dirt upon them. Here Maggie discovered that Brazilians can exhibit just as potent racism as anything she'd seen in America. That Russians can be some of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet, and that some even hold Putin in just as low esteem as do many Americans. That both the socioeconomic and cosmetic gulfs between herself and some of her London debutante peers were quickly bridged behind the academic veil. Very often, new high school graduates seek to reinvent themselves. High school can be clicky and constraining for some kids, for lots of kids, And so when students head off for college, it is likely they'll find themselves in a completely new social circle. This is all the more true if the college they choose is three states away and a 1,000 miles from their hometown. This is amplified the farther from home they find themselves. Now the familiarity of local surroundings, of course, has its advantages too. It is nice to be able to navigate the community, to know you're only a short drive from home, and to have a pretty good handle, on things to do in the region. It can also be quite comforting to have people you went to high school with nearby and maybe even part of your college social scene. If you participate in sports or other activities, it can be great to be near enough for family to attend your games or performances. And there's nothing quite like heading home for the weekend for your favorite dinner with family. Of course, you can imagine the tendency some students have for being tempted by all those familiar comforts of home. This is actually why students attending college nearer home more often fail to complete their four-year degrees in four years than do their long-distance counterparts. Clearly, an argument can be made for either approach. Look, I am all about college fit, and I've said it over and over in our preceding episodes, but I never want to mistake the idea of fit for the notion of comfort. They are quite different things. Candidly, much of what becomes excellent fit must first push back on us a bit. Think of it as a negotiation between who we are now and who we might be in the future, or who we could be in the future. Because college is, in my mind, so much more than becoming credentialed or certified for a particular career path. I will likely always come down in favor of the college faraway option. Examine your own motivations, though, and determine your best path for fulfilling them. But most important, find fit not necessarily comfort. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that it has given you a few things to think about. Next week, we're going to go deeper and look at some ideas for determining your target, safety, and reach schools. If you're going to get closer to the bullseye on fit, then you'll need to have a few more darts in your hand. And strategically assembling this list will better enable a bullseye on fit. Be sure to subscribe and join us each week episodes always drop on tuesdays unless like today it happens to drop on wednesday until then i'm craig williams for beyond the tassel stay safe stay healthy and make yours a worthwhile journey